Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back after a couple weeks off to Animation and Beyond. Thank you for joining us. Yes, and in honor of the remake out tomorrow on Disney Plus Day, September 8th, we're going to talk about Pinocchio, one of Disney's most beloved animated classics. That's right. You may have seen trailers, but there is a new live-action Pinocchio coming out tomorrow and another one coming out later this year. Both retellings of a classic Disney's Disney film, the second ever Disney animated film, actually. Pinocchio, about our little wooden friend. Yes, about a wooden puppet who wants to be a real boy and goes on a daring adventure in this cautionary tale. Exactly. So we're going to talk about some, what we remember about Pinocchio, some of the remakes and other versions that we've seen, as well as a quick actor feature on one of the voices from the original Disney version of Pinocchio. Who is that, Ezra? Cliff Edwards. Cliff Edwards, also known as the ukulele man. He was the original voice of Jiminy Cricket until his death in 1971. That's right. And for those who don't recall, Jimmy Cricket is kind of the wise warning character and friend of Pinocchio in the Disney 1940 film. Yes, as it was his conscience. Exactly, exactly. And Cliff Edwards, that was his most prominent voice role. Didn't he voice another, a few other animated characters, Ezra? Yes, like Crow and Dumbo, which came out over a year after Pinocchio. Yes, and he also, again, voiced Jiminy Cricket and other appearances in the 1947 film Fun and Fancy Free, one of Disney's lesser-known classics, along with some of the Disney anthology television series in the 60s. That's right. He was a popular voice, but the place you've probably heard them, him the most is a place that you wouldn't have thought to ask if he was there, and that is in the version of the unofficial Disney theme song, When You Wish Upon a Star. Yes, which is the theme song of the whole Disney Corporation. Yeah, it plays in that classic intro. Da, na, 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 na. It's often instrumental, but Cliff Edwards actually sang one of the original versions of that song that Disney used in its films. Yes, that's right. Instantly recognizable. And we'll get to hear a remake of that song with a new artist singing in this upcoming release of Pinocchio. Yes, I know. What else was interesting about Cliff Edwards? Perhaps, why was he called the ukulele man? Because he played ukulele, and when he sang and performed and played music. Yeah, he was really talented, and they read that he actually learned ukulele not in order to be some big famous star, but because it was the cheapest instrument in the music store. So when he decided that he was going to learn an instrument to accompany his own voice, he picked up that one, the small little four-string guitar instrument. Yeah, I know. Some other songs that he was famous for included I Can't Give You Anything But Love and Singing in the Rain, which is a classic song. From the very famous classic film. Yep, yep. And uh, he wrote a couple songs that made it big, including I'm Crying Because I Know I'm Losing You and You're So Cute, Mama Oh Mine. So there are some of his repertoire of music in addition to his voice acting, which included his Jiminy Cricket role in Pinocchio. Yeah, which is probably his most famous. Definitely, definitely. Any other fun stuff about Cliff Edwards? He was the one who brought Jiminy Cricket to life and became one of Disney's most iconic characters and three mascots along with Mickey Mouse and Tinkerbell. 
Definitely. It's interesting how Jiminy Cricket kind of became a bigger character than Pinocchio in this film. Regardless, we can get into that more later. But my fun, my last little tidbit about Cliff Edwards is that he did shows alongside Fred and Adele Astaire, who were the dancing siblings. Fred Astaire wound up being really famous for his tap dancing. Um, and Cliff Edwards actually got to perform with them in the Broadway musical Lady Be Good. Huh, interesting. That's great. Isn't that cool? So, a very multi-talented man whose most famous role was a wise old cricket. Life is so funny like that. <laughs> yep. All right, shall we get into our, our feature presentation? Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> So this version of Pinocchio coming out tomorrow is a pretty similar, it seems, retelling of the 1940 Disney animated film Pinocchio. What was that film based on, Ezra? Um, The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi. And there have been many versions of that story, not just the Disney version we all know. Absolutely. But what are the fundamentals of that Adventures of Pinocchio story? There's Pinocchio who goes on a, on the daring adventure, who meets... A sly fox and cat. That's right. And he meets several other characters as well on his quest to become a real boy, which he was told by a fairy if he is, what is it, unselfish and true and honest or something like that? Yes, and he was built by a kind old woodcarver named Geppetto. Yeah, who only has the best of intentions. So basically, Pinocchio is warned that he will no longer, that he is currently a marionette. He's a carved puppet. But if he displays these virtues of a real boy, then he can become a real boy. And that's kind of the goal. That's what he has to do in order to become one. Exactly. Yeah. So that throws him into the swell of a whole litany of adventures. The story goes kind of all over the place. I know, like, first he meets a fox and cat who had se first seemed friendly and tempt him to go become a famous star at a puppet theater run by a greedy showman named Stromboli. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember, and later he goes to somewhere called Pleasure Island, where which at first seems like a fun and exciting place, but it's run by an evil and greedy coachman who turns all the naughty boys into donkeys. Exactly, which is, feels really random, but in the context of the story, it makes sense, because nothing's out of bounds for Pinocchio. He lives in a wild, wild world where there are a lot of people who try to lead him astray. Yes, I know, and later on he goes to rescue Geppetto, along with his pet cat Figaro and goldfish Cleo from the terrifying and scary Monstro the Whale. Yeah, and those are probably some of the most famous images from that original 1940s film is Pinocchio and his friends in the mouth of the whale on their boat, right? And they go to and they try to find a way to escape Monstro. Yes, but it's really disturbing the scenes inside the boat. I mean, or inside the whale. Right, on their boat, inside the whale. Um, how they get out is kind of disturbing as well. There are definitely some adult themes. There's some kind of creepy stuff in Pinocchio, even the old version. And at the, at the very end, Pinocchio later proves he can be unselfish and kind and honest and ends up becoming a real boy. Spoiler alert. Yes, he does. He reaches his goal and becomes a real boy, but not without a lot of obstacles in the way. Now... 
one thing that Pinocchio is really famous for is something that, like a lot of stories, wasn't that prominent in the original book, but it was made more prominent in subsequent adaptations, and that's his nose. What's different about his nose? We all know what happens whenever he tells a lie. His nose starts to grow. That's right. It gets longer and longer and longer. And even that in itself, I feel like, has been referenced in popular media and... Like Shrek, for instance? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great example. Or even in advertisements, you know, they'll just have someone's nose grow and everyone knows that means... Yes, he's lying. Yep. They told a lie. I know that the only way to turn it back to normal if he if he tells the truth. And that's when his nose turns back to normal. Exactly. So it's a really creative kind of idea of this nose growing and shrinking according to how truthful you are. And it's been repurposed a lot. Although... Pinocchio, because of the rising time of World War II at the time, it was not initially financially successful. Interesting, because it was a pretty big advancement in animation, being only the second ever animated film. Yeah, especially from Disney. Yeah. But it, but it, when it was re-released in later years, it that's when it became more financially successful and became one of Disney's most beloved classics, like we know today. Interesting. I wonder why people didn't receive it super well initially in the 1940s. Potentially because, you know, it is pretty outlandish and people didn't want any of these borderline negative kind of otherworldly imaginative scenarios. They wanted more lighthearted things that will keep their mind off the war. Yes, it made a big profit with its reissue in 1945 and today is regarded as one of the best animated films ever and is one of the films with a rare 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, that is high praise. I did not know that. Yes, at some of the Disney parks, there's a theme park attraction called Pinocchio's Daring Journey, which they have at Disneyland and opened in 1983 as part of of the Fantasyland overhaul. It opened over a month earlier at Tokyo Disneyland, and was one of the original attractions at Disneyland Paris Park in 1992. Oh, cool. And so what happens on that ride, Ezra? You go on a ride in a vehicle that I think was carved by Geppetto, and it tells Pinocchio as he goes on his journey, like when first when he goes to Stromboli's Theater, and it has the song Hi Diddly D, an actor's life for me, which was sung by the fox in the original film, and is notably known for being Disney's first ever villain song. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because the the evil queen in Snow White did not have her own song. Or like we remember also, like, I've Got No Strings that Pinocchio sings when he's performing at Stromboli's Theater. Yes, Pinocchio sings a lot. It is a very musical movie, though I don't think people often remember it as being a musical. Yeah, or um, back to the ride at Disneyland, I know... It goes to the scene where he meets Stromboli, the evil puppeteer, and when he goes to Pleasure Island, and when Lampwick, that boy he meets, becomes a donkey, and then when all the naughty boys become donkeys and are enslaved by the evil coachman, and then when he meets Monstro the Whale, and he helps save Geppetto, and then at the end when he turns into a real boy, and the blue fairy turns him into a real boy for proving to be honest and unselfish. Wow, so that ride really takes you through every part of Pinocchio's journey, huh? As until tells like all the main important details of the story. That's kind of cool. It's like you get to watch the movie, but you're more physically there for it, huh? Pinocchio has made cameos in some films, such as 
in the I've Got a Dream sequence in Tangled, if you look closely, you can see he's up there along with a cameo of Pumbaa from The Lion King. He also appeared as a real boy in as a cameo in one episode of the show Phineas and Ferb. Oh, cool. That's an interesting crossover. I know. And I know Pinocchio, the classic Disney movie. It's one of the films that was planned to get a direct-to-video sequel, but was canceled when John Lasseter took over as the new CEO. Gotcha. So what's up with this new sequel? Who's the cast? I saw the name Tom Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks is starring as Geppetto in the film. Pinocchio's father. Yes, and creator, who is a kind old woodcarver and toy maker. Mm-hmm. Who's going to voice Pinocchio? Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. And I know that Disney did do a Pinocchio TV movie for ABC in 2000 called Geppetto, starring Drew Carey as Geppetto. Oh, was that version a little more centered around Pinocchio's father? Yes, it was more focused about Geppetto, Pinocchio's father, the kind and gentle woodcarver. That makes sense. You know, we don't get to see a lot of Geppetto and his backstory in the 1940 film, so it's kind of cool that they went and centered something around Geppetto. Yeah, I agree. This new film that comes out tomorrow seems like it might have also a little bit more of Geppetto because it's Tom Hanks and everyone wants more of Tom Hanks but it's still kind of retelling the story of Pinocchio ultimately. Yes, I know. And I know it'll, it's also going to have his funny cat and goldfish, Figaro and Cleo. Oh, awesome. And who is bringing back the role of Jiminy Cricket as the replacement for our friend Cliff Edwards? Joseph Gordon-Levitt is voicing Jiminy Cricket. But after, even years ago, a long time ago, after Cliff Edwards' death, some other people over decades took over as the new voice. Of course, of course, because you can't have Pinocchio without without a Jiminy Cricket. The original voice of Pinocchio was Dick Jones, who passed away at 87 in 2014. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, 1940 was a long time ago, so... Long before we were born. Yeah, so I doubt most of the cast is still around, unfortunately. But that's why it's the perfect time for a remake, because you can bring back a whole fresh set of voices and, and tell the story, you know, almost 100 years later. I know, yes, and... The early Disney classics, the cast were uncredited. That's true. So people weren't as familiar with their names even back then. Yeah. So what are you most excited for about this new version of Pinocchio or the different version by Guillermo del Toro that's coming out later this year? That one will be stop motion animated and was made in Portland, Oregon. Cool. And I know this new version from Disney is, has revealed what the Blue Fairy is going to look like and played by a black lady, Cynthia Revo. Awesome. Love to see it. What are you most excited for about this film, Ezra? The memorable scenes like when Pinocchio becomes a star in the new versions of the songs from the classic film. as well. And also there's a new seagull being introduced in the film who was not in the original story or I don't think in most versions. Oh, so we've got new characters. Yes, and Lampwick is going to be in it, that boy that Pinocchio meets. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of things you're looking forward to about this film. I personally am really excited to see how the music sounds, of course, having all the old songs, but produced in a new way. And I'm excited to see that they're including a black woman as the fairy. That's really important because none of these older Disney films had anyone but white people. And I'm also, for the Guillermo del Toro version, really excited to see 
how the art is different because Guillermo del Toro films are always artistically just incredibly beautiful. So it'll be really interesting to have both films come out in one year and then also have all of these other versions that we've seen over the years since Pinocchio first came out um, to reference and compare to. Yes, I know. And I know that who's playing the coachman is is Luke Evans, who also played Gaston in the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, cool. So they're kind of reusing an actor. Yeah. Very fun. Awesome. All right. Well, anything else you'd like to add about Pinocchio before we get into trivia, Ezra? For generations, it's very been very beloved as one of Disney's most treasured masterpieces and well-loved classics. And like it still is to this day. And we're looking forward to seeing the remake of it coming out on Disney Plus Day tomorrow and how it'll be fun to see. And from what I know, it'll be longer than the original, which was only like 87 minutes long and this one is like almost two hours oh wow wow that is a long film when you wish upon a star makes no difference who you are anything your heart desires will come to you All right, well, let's go ahead and get into trivia. We have to answer a trivia question from two whole weeks ago. Yes, it was about another classic Disney film we discussed, Bambi. From what movie is Judge Doom, who was originally going to be the one who killed Bambi's mom, from? And what's the answer, Ezra? It's Disney and and Touchstone's 1988 hybrid film, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, of course it is. I feel like Who Framed Roger Rabbit has little Easter eggs and references and crossovers and connections to every other Disney film. Yeah, at the time, though, because there are a lot more now, though, because it first came out in 1988. That's true. It only could connect to as many Disney films that had been released at the time. Well, it'd be interesting if they... Interesting if they did another version and it hadn't had, like, newer characters. I agree with you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I know he was a judge, I remember, who wanted to melt in tunes with Dip, and and he was the one responsible for killing Eddie Valiant's brother. And also, supposedly, the one responsible for killing Bambi's mother. Yes, that is just a theory, but it hasn't been confirmed. Gotcha. All right, well, for this week, we've got to ask a question about Pinocchio. Um, what other books of classic stories appeared in the beginning scene of Pinocchio that Disney would make years later? Yes. So if you pay attention to that first scene, can you remember what other stories are included in that scene? Which acts as an Easter egg, even though they were for films Disney didn't make yet. Yeah, they were just foreshadowing their own movies. Yeah. How clever. Get back to us next week if you think you know the answer. And thank you for hanging in there while we took a couple weeks off. We appreciate you coming back and listening to our new episodes. See you next week on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) 